What's up, nerds? ESPN Plus, the ESPN app. You won't see a team play worse than my team played yesterday. The New York Jets' performance yesterday was an embarrassment. You, you hired somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9, the game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. I'll ride with the wolves. I'll run with the wolves. I'll run with the wolves. And Eric Fry. Why are all the fingers getting pointed at me? It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. What's happening out there? Welcome in uh, to another edition, uh, another day. The uh, starting lineup here on ESPN Radio 98.9, the uh, game. What's happening out there on this new month as it's uh, June 1st? How about that? And it's a thirsty Thursday, throwback Thursday, whatever you want this uh, Thursday uh, to be aware to help you celebrate. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry alongside live here in the uh, Jack FM uh, 989 of the Game Studios. And I got a good show lined up for your throwback Thursday. Coming up, we'll hit up on uh, some uh, local sports uh, from yesterday to Apollo. Well, three Apollo Conference teams in action in postseason action yesterday. And two of the three worked out well. Other, not so much as a fantastic season came to a close there yesterday, and we'll hit up on that. We'll take a whip around in Major League Baseball. Of course, no Cardinals to talk about last night and no Cardinals to talk about today, but uh, the Cubs just couldn't quite get it done against the Rays on the sweep, but uh, we'll explore that coming up. And it is also with tonight, the start. Seems like we just had Game Seven the other day, because mm-hmm. we did. Mm-hmm. It was Monday, and uh, the Heat and the Nuggets match up in the NBA Finals so starting uh, tonight, and a game of number one this evening between Miami and Denver. There in Denver, and we'll take a look at those and that matchup with all the important players and some important stats to uh, get to, and also important to uh, note that. We'll have that game for you. We will. Yes. Right here. 989. Right here. here. Looking forward to it. So. 630. As it'll be uh, game number one, NBA Finals. So uh, we'll see. And later on, we'll probably give our predictions uh, as well Mm -hmm. for uh, the series uh, coming up. And, of course, we'll hit up on all things college news and uh, notes from yesterday. It was decision day uh, for the uh, NBA uh, draft and. We'll get to uh, some important decisions coming up 
here in just a little bit. By the way, before we move on, Travis, we're not going to talk about it because it's not until this weekend. Why is there such a long break between the end of the conference finals and the start of the Stanley Cup? I, I don't know. I don't like that. You had momentum going, and now you're just stopping it all. Yeah, I I don't know. They I, Maybe they accounted for the both series to go longer, and they just decided to keep it in there. Maybe. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, but it does seem like it's been a while since we had some hockey, but not till Saturday, uh, not till this weekend. That's right. So uh, we'll have to explore that tomorrow. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's uh, get things started and uh, let's get it started and uh, let's get it started with first things first. Before we get into the show. First things first. And that's where we're starting. We're starting with the uh, draft day uh, decisions, whether people wanted to keep their names in uh, the uh, NBA draft or withdraw their name and maintain uh, college eligibility. And boy, oh boy, was it a great day uh, yesterday. It was kind of stressful as, man, like Coleman Hawkins, he, he does things right. I think he knew at about 1.30 or so when he uh, tweeted out that uh, Joker gif and just had all day keeping the Line Nation on the string on Twitter of refreshing and refreshing. And, boy, when we refresh it that one time because it was Terrence Shannon Jr., he's coming back as he's going one more year there in uh, Champaign. So uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. is returning to Illinois for one more go around. So uh, that was the uh, first domino to uh, fall was that TSJ transferred in last year, and he's going another round in Champaign with Coach Underwood. Yeah. And I know that you're maintaining your excitement because then you were like, well, I'm cautious, but we'll, we'll have to see where the rest of the dominoes fall. And later on, it was probably after 10 o'clock or so uh, when Coleman finally announced that he was going to return to Illinois as well. So two parts. We got a, a twofer there with uh, Coleman Hawkins announcing his return to Champaign and uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. returning to uh, Champaign. Boy, oh boy, this is exciting. Can basketball season come soon enough with Terrence Shannon Jr. and Coleman Hawkins announcing their return to Champagne? How excited are you, Eric? Mm. Are you pumped up or what? No. No? No. Why? This was a battle line night team last year. So we're bringing back all the players from a bad team. We're playing. We're bringing back players that are a year older and a year wiser, and we can mesh well after playing together for one season. So we're gonna make it two. I'm not excited. Jeez. I already said. I said earlier this off season, clean start. It's what I was wanting. So then you're really gonna like have us in the bottom of the Big Ten then. You really wanted us in the basement. Coleman then. Hawkins. Okay. Let me hold on. Shannon Jr., I will admit, is a difference maker for this oh, Illini team. 100%. He was the one playing the best in the tournament and the Big Ten tournament and down the stretch. 
I will not argue one bit with that. Him coming back is big for the Illini. Coleman Hawkins is overrated. And especially, Travis, this is the quote that he gave. He said, NBA teams say they want me to be more aggressive. Teams have mentioned confidence, playing with amnesia, forgetting about missed shots, and just playing my game. I'm an elite shooter, but I didn't show that last year. So being more consistent with that will be important. And it also says in this article that scouts want to see him find more consistency with his outside shot. Travis, the Illini were one of the worst three-point shooting teams ever in Illini history. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So instead of doing what worked and going inside, like we've talked about multiple times, Coleman Hawkins is going to worry about his outside shot for the NBA scouts. Or be more aggressive with uh, driving to the basket, learning from your mistakes. I'm, I'm not super thrilled. And he said that after they got bounced there in the attorney that he tried to be a leader and lead in a different way, his way, and that didn't work out. And he wants another shot and wants another opportunity to uh, lead in a different way. So he saw what he did last year. wasn't working out for him. So he could always change it up. He's going back one more year Travis, try to improve this, that. I, I will say it again. And maybe I am wrong. And I would be happy to be wrong. Salina team will not be successful until the players buy into what Coach Underwood is selling. And we talked about that last year. This Illini team last year did not buy in. And they are. They're they're buying in. They're buying in for another year to come back. Another year to come back to help their own draft stock. It's not to help the Illini win. It's to help me get better. As Coleman Hawkins said, that he said that he wanted to come in. He said, quote, the reasoning behind going back is just feeling more comfortable with the start of my NBA journey. I would have been a draft pick, but regarding the contract, two-way deals, nothing is guaranteed with those. Having another year of school would allow me to have a better start to my NBA career, hopefully getting a first-round guaranteed contract. I'm sorry. I don't hear anything in there about improving my game. I don't hear anything in there about helping the Illini. I don't hear anything about there about being a better teammate. Nothing. It's all about me, 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 me. Don't want that on my team. Get out of here. That was, the first, that was the topic at hand, talking about the uh, draft, so I'm not shocked that that was the uh, main focus of those uh, quotes. And you know what? If they want to improve their draft stock, by all means, go ahead and do that. I like their uh, honesty with that. Everybody's goal in college basketball is to get to the NBA and uh, play there one day. And these guys are uh, Saul, went through the draft process, and they realized that they did not like their spot, so uh, they're going to come back one more year to try to improve that. And you know what? If their improvement in their draft stock is going to help Illinois win games, I'm all for it. And those two things just come hand in hand. Now, unfortunately, we did just get a bummer as the uh, announcement of Ray J. Dennis was going to be here just as we started to get on the show. He was on the uh, Field of 68 uh, podcast with uh, Josh or uh, Goodman. I forgot his uh, first name, but uh, that would have been amazing for three for three. But we're only going to get two or three. Unfortunately, Ray J. Dennis just committed to uh, Baylor. So uh, we will not have that uh, seasoned guard that we were uh, looking for. So we're one point guard away from being uh, top, top, tip top tier in the uh, Big Ten. He would have put us over the top. But unfortunately, it looks like he's going to uh, Baylor next year. So that's a bummer. As Coleman Hawkins said, I anticipate better dynamics and a better understanding of how we play. 
we'll come together more as a team. Last year, we had a lot of new guys, freshmen and young guys. We have a better exactly. idea of how to win. The goal is to compete for another Big Ten title, which will be my third one in four years here. That's my goal. And one tournament win. Thank you very much for your contributions. Hey, you tried. I don't want a Big Ten title, Travis. That's fine. I want the big one. And that's good. That's great. Why is that so hard to understand? It's not. It apparently is for the players. They're happy winning a conference title. They're not happy they competing in March. Hey, what, what can I keep telling you? I keep uh, banging it over your head that it's tough to win in March, and March is a fluky thing. Travis, we just saw Florida Atlantic make it to the Exactly. They're fluky. It's fluky. Like, like I'm sorry. Like, Will they make the Final Four this year? No, because that's the March. That's the craziness. That's the chaos. Like, I, I don't care what anyone says about FAU. They were uh, not a Final Four team, but somehow they got there. They were playing at the end like a Final Four team. They got you lucky. win the games you win. You find a way to win. Uh, Illinois, in March, does not find ways to win. Whether that be the coaching, the players, the scheme, whatever the case may be. The Big Ten schedule, knocking each other out, whatever exactly. the case may be. Exactly. It's not just Illinois. Illinois does Ten not problem. play to win in March. They play it's, to be there. It's a Big Ten problem. It's not just Illinois. Well, whatever the problem is, I'm not here for it. And I don't, I'm, like I said, I'm not excited. But that that is the thing that I'm trying to say is that you're not excited for a Big Ten uh, title that's where we are as a program. We're not satisfied as a Big Ten championship. Well, last year, or, you know, think back of, I always try to put things in perspective. Think about five, ten years ago. We would have been fine with a Big Ten title. We would have been fine competing there. But now we're not satisfied with that. So that's where we are as a program. That's where we've built our expectations to. And that is a good thing. That is a good thing that we're uh, crazy yesterday trying to figure out whether these two guys are going to the NBA or come back to Champaign. And five years ago, we wouldn't have been worried about this. They would have been going to, to the NBA easily. They wouldn't even have thought about coming back to school. But that's where we are as a program, and I'm satisfied with that. Well, that makes you Because, know. like, <laughs> I'm not going to define success for this team and everybody with their success in March because – March is a dumb, fluky thing. So, so you're fine not making it past the first weekend? I want to make it past the first weekend, but I'm just saying it's hard. It's hard to get past the first weekend, obviously. I'm not satisfied with it, I, but like, I'm not going to say it's a complete failure if we don't. That's all you play for. And we come up short, and it happens. I don't know what else to tell you. I, like I said, that's that's to me, Travis, winning the Big Ten title is like winning the AFC East. Great. Uh, you won a division title. Outstanding. Did it get you? you it got you the into AFC the dance. The AFC East is a trash division. Okay. You can use any division you want. It doesn't matter. The point being, it doesn't mean anything. It gets you into the playoffs, yes, but then you have to play when you get to the playoffs. Yeah, that's and true. do you think that, let's say, for example, the, I don't even know who won the AFC South last year. Was it Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay won the NFC South last year. <sighs> the NFC South. I don't even remember. I think they did because it was a trash division. It was so, pretty bad. 
Do you think that at the end of the year when they got done, they say, hey, you know what? Hey, it was a good year. We won the NFC South three out of the last four years. Man, this is a good year. Now you're comparing pros to college. Okay. You want a college comparison? Let's go college football. Do you think that whoever wins the Big Ten, if they don't make the playoffs, they lose in the first game of the playoffs? Ah, man, at least we won that Big Ten title. At least it got us here. And they ended up winning the Big Ten title, and they ended up going to the playoff. But they and then they lost in the first game. Yeah, to TCU. Exactly my point. And then TCU got boat raced right. in the finals. But do you think whenever they they looked back on the season, they went, "By golly, we won a Big Ten title. That's a good year. It's a good year. We did that. That shouldn't be enough. You shouldn't look back and go, well, we won the Big Ten title throughout of four years. That's a good thing. It's good if it leads to more success. But if you keep winning the same thing, you're still here. You're still stagnant. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm not happy with it. Because it shows mm-hmm. stagnant that their goal is here and it's constantly here. I don't want to hear you talking about winning the Big Ten title throughout of four years. I want to hear you say, well, yeah, we're going to win the Big Ten title, and we're going to go play in March, and we're going to make it to the Sweet 16, and we're going to win an Elite Eight. That's the goal for this team. Hmm. Not a Big Ten title, which is here. Yeah, I mean, I think that they do shoot for bigger things. It just doesn't happen, and I'm not going to argue that. it was need to not verbalize a, it. Not a great uh, an Illini team uh, last year with uh, our uh, up and down streakiness and, and our shooting the and whatnot, the but stuff and yeah, but maybe that's now behind us. It's out of the locker room, and uh, like I said, these freshmen now have another year. And uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. came here, and he wasn't even a everyday guy, but he's turning into be, and he's obviously bought in by coming back one more season and those freshmen like Ty Rogers he's got more seasoning under his belt hopefully Goody will be uh, healthy uh Dane Danger another season with him and I know he's been working in the gym he's even slimmer than he was last year sincere Harris of course bringing uh, the uh, energy and of course the uh, two uh transfers uh, that we got coming in Marcus Damask from SIU and uh, Quincy Guerriere from Oregon as well unfortunately we will not be adding the uh, transfer from uh, Toledo R.J. Dennis as as the uh, Baylor guard uh, that was uh, there for uh, the Bearcats last season he decided to or the Bears sorry I don't know where the Bearcats came in but uh, the Bears uh, decided to stay in the draft and once I knew that I knew that probably it was going to be a a long shot and it was going to be a long shot to try to get all three of them so Unfortunately, we lost out on the uh, third one as he's going into a Baylor. Uh, but Terrence Shannon Jr. and uh, Coleman Hawkins coming back for a, another year there in uh, Champaign for basketball season. So two out of three ain't too bad. It's not too shabby. And uh, I'm pretty excited for basketball season to get around. And they also announced some uh, football uh, start times as well that I'm pretty excited about as well. But we'll get into that a little bit later. I'm more excited about the football team than I am about the basketball team. Yeah, as you should. Big expectations uh, this season with how well it went for the football squad last year. And I didn't even mention with the addition of Terrence Shannon Jr. and Coleman Hawkins back to Champaign, there was another significant uh, player that comes back to the Big Ten, and that was Zach Eady as he's returning to school. The national player of the year 
for the second straight year is uh, coming back to uh, school to Shebway for Kentucky. He won the award last year. He came back to Kentucky, but he's going back to or he's going into the draft this season. And Edie won the award, and he's going back there to Purdue there. So uh, I'm all for these guys going back to school and going back for one more go around when it was a disappointing performance with uh, speaking of March it was a disappointing performance for Purdue in March as well showing showing you just how tough March can be and we march on here on the uh, program and we're gonna hit on uh, some local sports coming up baseball and a softball postseason action from yesterday coming up next here on the star lineup from the 98.9 the game studios the starting lineup We'll be right back. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Get the stain-fighting power of Maytag in a new top-load washer that's built to handle tough loads. It includes the deep-fill option for more water when you want it. Plus, the power agitator uses 360-degree wash action to break up stubborn messes. Shop Rogers Home Appliances to see how a new Maytag laundry pair can help you power through laundry day. Rogers Home Appliances, located at 115 North Main Street in Adamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. Has anyone ever told you that you look like your father? If you answered yes, you could win a fantastic prize pack this Father's Day thanks to 95.7 WCRC, along with Barlow Lock and Security, John Boost Factory Showroom and Outlet, Wabash Communications Fiber, Wente Plumbing, First National Bank of Brownstown, and Nettie's Distinctive Lighting. All you have to do is submit a father-child photo. Get your entries in now. The winner will receive a prize pack worth over $300. For all contest details and submit your photo, visit EffinghamRadio.com. This is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum. We have all heard about home fires taking lives and destroying all that a family owns. These tragedies remind us to double check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage. You know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Valvoline Advanced can help your engine get more miles. Right now, buy a five-quart jug and get a free STP Extended Life oil filter. That's right, free. Get started on your next job today with the parts you need, when you need them, at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Finding great people to hire is like trying to find a needle in a haystack. 
it's pretty difficult, right? Well, ZipRecruiter has mastered finding a needle in a haystack, so they take it to the next level. They make hiring so simple that it's like finding a needle in a needle stack. And that's why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. Here's what it's like to use ZipRecruiter. They have so many qualified candidates that it's easier to find the right ones for your roles. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. That's a lot of needles. So how do they do it? ZipRecruiter's powerful technology sends you candidates who are a great match for your job, and you can even invite your top choices to apply. So if you want less hay and more needles, head to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. And now, like I love the movie Draft Day. It's one yeah. of my top five favorite movies of all time. No joke. The starting lineup. Blues Brothers. Yeah, the okay. original, not 2000. Yeah. That one stinks. Wayne's World. Inception. You got four with Draft Day. Oh, The Godfather. Now that that is a worthy top ten movie right there. Yep, I'll give you that for sure. I got one from Travis out of five. Yep. Yeah, I'll give you that one. <laughs> On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio. Let's take a look at uh, some uh, baseball and uh, softball uh, from yesterday in uh, the uh, local world in uh, Class 3A in uh, the uh, Centralia sectional. First game on the docket there yesterday was the uh, number one seed of Mount Vernon winning over the two seed of Mascuda by the final of a 4-2. to two. And then that set the stage for FEM to take on a Troy Triad. And FEM came away with the win, and it was a 9-2 win for the Hearts, advancing there to the sectional championship. And FEM got things off going well, you could say the least. FEM scored seven runs in the bottom of the first inning, and that got a great cushion there for Josh McDevitt. And he didn't need a lot of help, but he only gave up one hit in the entire game. And FEM did score another run in the second and fourth inning. Troy's two runs came in the top of the fifth there on an error and uh, McDevitt struck out 10 batters as well as he went a complete game all seven innings there and he did have six walks but uh, 10 K's on the day for Mr. McDevitt and RBIs uh, Spencer Fox had two of them also had Quest Hull have two of them as well and Webb and Weymouth added RBIs as well for the hearts. So uh, they advance on and they'll go to the uh, championship game there in the uh, sectional title for uh, the Centralia Regional. And that game will be on a Saturday there at 11 a.m. in uh, Centralia. So you got the uh, one seed versus a uh, three seed. And, of course, this was a matchup of a previous game this season. You got to go all the way back to March 25th. And it was a 9-7 winner for Effingham on that Saturday. So uh, we got a rematch going down. And Effingham's already one game victorious, but 
obviously a different story mm-hmm. here in now in June. Yeah, and you know, Effingham playing some good ball right now, trying to ride this wave of momentum. Twenty and fifteen now on yeah. on the season, trying to capture yesterday so their third uh, sectional championship. Wow. Uh, the uh, Lincoln uh, sectional unfortunately saw Muhammad Seymour's season come to a close as they fell to a Rochester yesterday by the final of a six to two. So the uh, number one seed of Bulldogs there go down in the uh, sectional semis. They were looking to get two of the uh, sectional championships again uh, this year, but uh, Muhammad will finish off the season thirty and a six. One of the best seasons in Muhammad baseball history with back-to-back Apollo Conference titles. Uh, uh, falls short of the uh, sectional championship there yesterday. And in softball in the Class 3, we had at the Highland uh, sectional. It was the two-seed Charleston getting the win over the number one seed Highland. And they won that game 5-2-0. Uh, As Highland, I mentioned yesterday, they weren't the defending champs. They were the defending champions from a couple of years ago. They won it in 2021. I keep wanting to think that that was last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charleston takes them down, and uh, they advance to uh, the uh, sectional championship there and uh, that game will be against a Waterloo, the uh, three seed, and it will be there in Highland at noon on Saturday. And as I mentioned yesterday, Charleston has never won a sectional championship in softball, so looking to make some school history there today. Uh, only action there in uh, high school baseball today in Class 3A. The Lincoln sectional continues there with uh, Chatham Glenwood against the two seed at Champaign as Central there at uh, 4.30. And uh, local sports season uh, winding yes, down here. That was the only games that were around in the area last uh, yesterday and the only game that's on tap for today uh, locally. And uh, I saw that uh, St. Anthony softball was uh, going to be making their way uh, to a state today as uh, they'll be on uh, tomorrow, they're in Peoria at the uh, sports complex in uh, Peoria. So saw that they were making their way over there. And Travis, we're a little behind on this, but I I kept having it in my notes to bring this up during our local sports time, and I always forget it. Congratulations to the Teutopolis bass fishing team. They won state. Bass fishing. Bass nice. fishing won state at the state tournament as a team. So congratulations uh, to them. Uh, there is no like classes. In bass sure. fishing, it's just everyone together. So, uh, congratulations yeah. uh, on on winning the bass fish state title. Yeah, state championships. Now, for the wooden I keep forgetting it about it because they didn't have bass fishing when I was in school. No, it wasn't, wasn't new. a thing. So, but congratulations. Yeah, definitely is something new, and congratulations uh, to uh, them uh, for sure. And uh, Saint Anthony, like I mentioned in uh, softball, there be there tomorrow at five thirty. Against uh, Taylor Ridge, Rock Ridge, there in Peoria tomorrow. And uh, we'll uh, take a break and we'll return to talking more baseball. But we'll talk it at the uh, major league level and talk about that Cubs and Rays game yesterday and the rest of MLB from yesterday as well. Coming up here on the starting lineup. We'll be right back to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. We need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment. If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. 
A new law, known as the PACT Act, provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screenings, and more to veterans who were exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. Claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov forward slash PACT to learn more and file your claim. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. I'm Scott Trout, attorney and CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce, such as child custody and property division, among many others. But life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. We're a partner men can count on. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's Springfield area attorneys. 2815 Old Jacksonville Road, Suite 103, Springfield, Illinois, 62704. Meet Joe A, Hi. Joe B, Hello. and Joe C. What's up? Three everyday Joes perfecting their banking with Chase. Joe A is locking his lost debit card with the Chase mobile app. Joe B is cruising toward his new ride with Autosave. And Joe C's Chase banker is helping him budget to go back to school. Tools that help protect. Support for what's next. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Messaging and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. And now, the the number one for me what was the best thing that I saw in sports this weekend. That was on Saturday, hole number fourteen at Oakland Golf Course from a one hundred and one yards out. Uh, Eric Fry with a nine iron sticks one within two feet of the cup, and it was a heck of a golf shot. And it was the best thing I saw in sports this weekend. And now. Feel my moment. thunder. <laughs> Come on, man. Let me gloat about myself. On 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry, Sports Center update. Kobe Brown's time with the Mizzou Tigers officially coming to an end. The basketball superstar announced yesterday that he is going to stay in the NBA draft pool. Brown declared for the draft last month, but he had until last night to withdraw his name from the draft and return to school. He averaged 15.8 points and 6.4 rebounds for Mizzou last season. Chicago Fire FC picked up a point in a nil-nil draw against Toronto at BMO Field. Chicago manages one shot on target during the entire contest. Fire is still in 12th place in the Eastern Conference with three wins, eight draws, and four losses for 17 points. They visit FC Cincinnati on Saturday. Chicago Bears were back at work at Hallis Hall. The team conducted its second OTA practice session of this week in its fifth of the offseason yesterday. The Bears are back in action for the final time of the week today. They'll return to the practice field again on June 5th. The Pistons are landing their next head coach. The Athletic reports that Detroit and former Suns head coach Monty Williams have agreed to a six-year, $72 million contract. The deal will reportedly be finalized in the coming day. Detroit is looking to replace Dwayne Casey, who stepped down as head coach to move into a front office role this offseason. Williams was fired by Phoenix after the team was eliminated from the Western Conference semifinals in two straight seasons. The 51-year-old was named NBA Coach of the Year in 2022, and that six-year, $72 million contract is the largest ever for a head basketball coach in the NBA. 
Welcome back into the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports and Arena today. As uh, the Pistons landed their guy, I guess with, uh, Money Williams. That's a big contract. It is. I've. I think they're probably paying him more than they're paying most of their roster. I was gonna say, yeah, it's probably so. So. Uh. <laughs> Uh, hey, maybe once a new project, and it's definitely a project. Oh, it's definitely a project in Detroit, let in me tell you. Detroit, ya. yeah. A lot of young guys on roster. Yeah. So, hey. So, yeah, yeah. You just need one or two guys to come in and change it up. Yeah, I mean, they already had Cade Cunningham, and we'll see what happens. Yep. Uh, yesterday in a Major League uh, Baseball, no Cardinals to uh, speak of, but uh, the uh, Cubs were going for a sweep there at uh, Wrigley. Of Tampa, and unfortunately, it was uh, not to be there as uh, Tampa wins this one four to three to avoid the sweep. Yeah, the Cubs almost got it. They had the bases loaded in the bottom of the ninth, but just couldn't couldn't cash in. And mm. uh, yeah, but still, I, to me, Travis, the news coming out of this is Justin Steele only working three innings and twenty nine pitches. That yeah. to me is concerning. Right, I yeah. want to know why, 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 why. Because he's been the bright spot of this Cubs starting, you know, starting rotation. So I definitely want to know why Justin Steele left so early. Um, after the game, uh, David Ross said he'll undergo an MRI on his left forearm mm. today. So mm. not good. Don't like it. Yeah, that was definitely not not a good thing to see. There was uh, his, his exit so early on there with uh, he went three innings and only got one strikeout and only threw 29 pitches yep. there before uh, giving way to that injury. And, and like I said, the Cubs had the bases loaded, Travis, one out in the ninth, and Master Boney struck out swinging, and Jan Gomes flat out to left. And that's just that's heartbreaking when you get the bases loaded with no outs and, or with one out and you can't at least tie the ball game. Yeah, you know, you you have that opposite. You have the fly ball first and the strikeout. We're going to extras because you tag up, right. but uh, unfortunately couldn't. Yep, couldn't but, get it. Hey, you won the series two out of three. I know, but would have been nice. It would have because we're still last down the central for the sweep. But and it happens almost weekly here after I uh, pick them for Dinger Tuesday. On a Wednesday, they homer, and that's what Brandon Lowe did yesterday. That's true. So, uh, the streak more often continues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the uh, Tigers were victorious over the uh, Rangers yesterday, a three to two. The Angels twelve to five over yep. the uh, White Sox, and uh, both Otani and a Trout put on a uh, show there, making yep. it look like a home run derby out there. Shohei had two of them. And I don't think Trout's ball has landed yet. Yeah, Otani's went 456, the longest of his yeah. career as well. So they were feeling it. 461 on Trout's first Ooh. inning home run. Ooh, not not good. Yeah, Lance Lynn served it up there on a silver platter. And yeah. <laughs> Trout destroyed it. Yeah, Lance Lynn did not have a good day yesterday. No, four innings of work, eight earned runs. ERA is up to 6.55, mm-hmm. including three long balls. Yeah, not there. good. I was going to say Otani took him deep twice. Yep. So, hey. Consecutive innings, too. Yeah. But nothing to write home about there for 
nope. Mr. Lancelin. Uh, the Guardians, they got the victory over the Orioles, and it was a 12-8 final, and Naylor had half of the runs for the mm-hmm. Guardians. Six RBIs for uh, Mr. Naylor. Yep. Uh, the Braves, they salvaged a sweep. as They're not going to get swept by Oakland as they won 4-2. It's close. Over the A's, yeah. But, hey, it would have been embarrassing. Yes, it would have. got swept. Very much so. By Oakland of all teams. Yeah. But uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Not to be. They uh they won the game. Uh, the Pirates they got the win over the uh, Giants, a uh, nine and two uh, four. The uh, Nationals were all over the uh, Dodgers, a uh, ten and two uh, six. Five home runs yesterday for Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Marlins they won a two to one over the uh, Padres. Uh, the uh, Brewers got the win over <coughs> the uh, Blue Jays, four to two. It was the Reds 5-4 to four over the Red Sox in a rally. And uh, they win a series against Boston. And apparently that was for the first time since 1975's World Series. Wow. So you have to figure the Reds and Red Sox. They, they don't play very often, play but they will often, now. But, yeah. They will now. They will. Uh, the Mets, they got their second consecutive win over the Phillies, 4-1. And I know the uh, Phillies broadcasters weren't very happy with uh, Francisco Lindor yeah. uh, throwing over to first. Hey, maybe the guy that hit into the double play should have ran down the line. Yeah. And Lindor wouldn't have thrown that ball like he did. Can't Everyone just has to get upset about something. Yeah, I know. And old men getting mad at something. Yep. So. Back in my day. Let the kids play, and how about you run it out there at first? Yeah. So. Want to get mad at anyone? Get mad at your own player who didn't run it out. But like I said, like you said, you gotta get mad at something. Yep. Every day, uh, the Twins they won over the Astros eight to two, seven flawless in- innings there from uh, Far- Varland, uh, seven scoreless for the rookie. Uh, the Diamondbacks uh, shut out the Rockies uh, six to a zero, and the Mariners get the win in extras as it was a Cal Raleigh single there in ten innings. Gets the uh, win for Seattle. Now, Travis, before we move on to today's schedule, mm-hmm. mention that uh, Nationals-Dodger game. Yes. Mookie Betts had two homers. Two, not one, but two. For my way back Wednesday. Travis, I think, and the two guys you picked, the guy you picked also hit a home run on Wednesday. I think, Travis, we just need to switch it to way back Wednesday. Mm. Because, obviously, we have much better luck picking home run hitters on Wednesdays than we do on You might Tuesdays. be on to something. Yeah. <laughs> Just want to point that out, that he bets not got. First inning, first batter of the first inning. In the bottom of the first, he went deep. So, checked it wow. off immediately. Yeah, not one. You can also one. help Patrick Corbin, too. Yes, not one but two homers. So, nice. And uh, Fernando Tatis didn't hit a uh, homer. But like I was mentioning, loaded. Mm-hmm. Gary Sanchez went deep for the Padres. They just signed him. They did. He's playing a little. One uh, of my the game that I'm, musical chairs uh, with Gary Sanchez and teams. So let's take a look at uh, the uh, schedule for today. You got uh, Milwaukee and uh, Toronto. Freddie Peralta going for Milwaukee. Kevin Gosman going up for the uh, Blue Jays. Uh, Philadelphia wrapping up their series with the New York. Taiwan Walker going for Philadelphia. And Max Scherzer on the bump for the Mets. 
San Diego finishing up there in a Miami Joe Musgrove for the Padres today. Rockies finishing up their series with the Diamondbacks. So Reds finish up their series with the Red Sox. Hunter Green against Chris Sale. Uh, Guardians at Minnesota. And the Angels are in Houston to start a series. Reed Detmers against Farmer Valdez tonight. And tomorrow, the Cardinals are back in action there in Pittsburgh for a weekend series with the uh, Pirates. Jack Flaherty scheduled to go on the mound uh, for the Cardinals tomorrow. But uh, we'll explore those games and we'll explore those weekend series games coming up on uh, tomorrow's program. But right now, mention no Cardinals tonight. That gives way uh, for the uh, NBA Finals and NBA Finals Game 1 to be right here on 98.9. And that's what we're talking about to close out the show. NBA Finals preview Heat versus Nuggets coming at you here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. This is Deputy Chief Kurt Davis of the Effingham Police Department with another safety tip for online use for your family. While online, a child might provide information or arrange an encounter that could risk his or her safety or the safety of other family members. In a few cases, pedophiles have used online services and bulletin boards to gain a child's confidence and then arrange a face-to-face meeting. Parents, be sure to stay in touch with your children's online activities, and if you detect any threats to your child's safety, notify your local police department. The Dell Technologies Summer Sale Event is on with limited quantity deals on top tech. Save on select PCs powered by the latest Intel Core processors like Thin and Light XPS 13 laptops, Inspiron laptops, and 2-in-1s. Plus, get savings on select accessories, free shipping, and monthly payment options with Dell Preferred Account. It's the perfect season to power your passions during Dell's Summer Sale Event. Save today by calling 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Offered to U.S. residents by WebBank, who determines qualifications and terms of credit. Four! I wish I was a better golfer. Four is an odd word to yell. Whoa, where'd you come from? It's me, Flo, and I'm here to grant your wish of Progressive taking $50 off your deductibles. Just choose the deductible savings bank feature and finish a policy period without filing a claim or having a driving violation. Great, but um, what about my golf swing? Oh, I just do insurance. Sorry. Sign up for Progressive and opt into more savings. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Safe driver discount not available in all states or situations. And now, the starting lineup. Eric Fry, Sports Center updates the Colts are in Minnesota on Saturday night to take on the Vikings in their second preseason game. You can hear that on our sister station, 109. Oh, 1090 AM WCRA. <laughs> oh I was still goodness. right. It just sounded bad. On 98.9, the game. Back into the starting lineup here on 98.9, the game, ESPN Radio. And uh, coming up uh, later on uh, tonight, uh, right here on 98.9, it's the uh, game number one of the uh, NBA Finals as the NBA season uh, winding down here as the finals are upon us there in Denver this evening and it's the heat versus nuggets nuggets have been off like we mentioned nine days 
and the Heat just played on Monday, so we'll see if it's rest versus rust for mm-hmm. the Nuggets, and we'll see if the Heat can be an eight seed to uh, pull this one off. Yes. Had yeah, and like you said, an improbable run, but uh, you know they they just keep rolling, and you know to me it's going to be like you said that rest is going to be the important thing, and also Travis the the thing that I don't think anyone's really talking about as much as they probably should, and that is the experience factor um, as far as NBA Finals experience goes. The Heat, Travis. 70 games of experience. Mm-hmm. The Nuggets have 10. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. Now, of those 70, 27 of those are Udonis Haslam mm-hmm. for the Heat. He has right. more finals experience than the entire Denver team combined. <laughs> so uh, the Nuggets, as you said, have an extra seven days of rest. Um, that's time for the second largest ever entering the finals. Teams with at least seven days of rest are three and two in the series and four and one in game one. So game one, it seems like it helps, but the rest of the series doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. And I love how different these two teams were to get here. Nuggets, the one seed best team in the West did what they needed to do. Got all the way through heat lost their first playing game, had to beat the bulls, beat the bulls. And then they come out and beat the bucks, Knicks Celtics as well. And now they're facing the nuggets. That's three of the four best records in the NBA. Minus the Knicks, of course. Uh, That's true, and they were even down to Mm -hmm. the Bulls in that playing game. We just couldn't hold on. (laughs) Could have been us. Could have been you, but it's not. And by the way, in case you're wondering, the Nuggets have won nine of the last ten meetings over the last five seasons. Their only loss was on August 1st, 2020, in each team's first game of the bubble. Uh, This matchup is both Miami's worst record against any opponent and Denver's best against any opponent in the last five years. So that doesn't really give you a lot of hope if you're a Miami fan. This seems to be the one team they can't beat. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, not good from uh, that point of view. And I didn't realize that the uh, this is the Heat's seventh NBA Finals appearance uh, since 2006, which is the most such appearances in that span by any team in the NBA. Most NBA Finals appearances since 2006. The Lakers have four. The Cavs have five. You can thank LeBron for some of those. Uh, Warriors, six. And the Heat with seven mm-hmm. Finals appearances there. So, hmm. Very, uh, very significant there yes. in Miami. And, back in the finals. And, and speaking of the finals, Travis, Pat Riley has now been a part of 19 NBA finals. That's three as a player, 10 as a coach, six as an executive. That's 25% of all NBA finals he has been a part of. Wow. That's absurd. It really is. And hmm. to me, there, there's two big X factors if the Heat are going to win this, and, and players specifically, and that is Jimmy Butler. Offensively, you got to get what you can out of Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. But defensively, Travis, it's Bam. Right. Bam's going to have the Jokic assignment. Mm-hmm. You have to think he's going to be on Jokic for as long as he is in the game. Yeah. So it's going to be, can he stop him? Uh, Bam, when he was guarding Jokic in the half court as a half court defender, uh, Jokic was 9 for 16. He averaged about 1.29 points per play, whereas everyone else was guarding Jokic. He was 11 of 13, shot 84% and 1.5. But the Heat are six and zero when Bam scores twenty or more points this playoffs. Mm. So you got to get Bam to get his offense too. 
yeah, because that seems to help out the heat. Um, the the other player, I think Travis is, is Caleb Martin, the guy who kind of came out of yeah. nowhere. Um, can he continue his success he had in the Eastern Conference Finals? Mm-hmm. And if he can, then that's a big X factor that will help the heat because yeah. Murray is playing out of his mind. Murray yes. is playing like a two. Yeah. Like he wants to be the jo- the, the the Robin to the Joker or right. Batman to the Joker, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Nice <laughs> nice like analogy there. I like that one. Yep. Uh, Jamal Murray is, in fact, averaging 8.5 more points in the postseason compared to his regular season average. That's the largest difference by any player in NBA history, minimum of 20 playoff games. Jokic is the second on that list as he has an improvement of 7.1 points per game. And they both have reached 25 points in the same game seven times this postseason. That's time for the second most in NBA history by any duo entering the finals. And let's talk, Travis. Uh, I know you don't want to talk about it, so I will talk about it. Let's talk about Miami Mm -hmm. and just the area. Yeah. Miami is the 10th metro area to have an NBA and NHL finals in the same season. First since 2016 when the Warriors and Sharks did it. But none of the prior nine have won both NBA and NHL championships. Three have won the NBA title, two have won NHL, and four have won neither. Travis, Mm. not to hedge your bets or anything, does it happen this year? Does Miami get both? No. No. Okay. Do they get one? Maybe you don't have to tell me which one, but maybe maybe he says I could see I could see one and see one, but not two's two is hard to do. Definitely not, definitely not two. I could say, uh, but uh, Jokic is having a uh, great postseason. Yes. He's the third player to average a triple double entering the uh, finals. Of course, joining a league company there with Magic Johnson and Will Chamberlain, and both of their teams won a championship. So there, Magic did it in '82. And Wilt did it in a 67. He already broke Chamberlain's 67 record for a single uh, playoff record for triple doubles. And he had four straight earlier this postseason, tied a longest streak by that 67 Chamberlain season. And he's also had three triple doubles in series clinching wins tied for the most in playoffs with the bubble 2020 LeBron James. When he did it, and let's talk about Jokic, Travis. We said, you know, he needs he needs a, a guy beside him, yeah. you know, and that seems to be what's holding him back. Did you know that he is eight years into his career? Jokic is. Mm-hmm. He has gone eight years without a teammate being named an All NBA player, an All Defensive player, or an All Star. He hasn't had a teammate be an All Star hmm. for eight years. That's the longest of any player to win an MVP. Next is Giannis and Jordan with five years. Hmm. So, obviously, he needs some help. And it looks like Murray is stepping up and doing it in this postseason. It's been his most successful postseason ever. Hmm. So, they have a habit, those two, of raising each other's game in the playoff. They rank first and second in terms of largest point-per-game increases from the regular season to the playoffs. Uh, Murray is up 8.5 points. Jokic up 7 points um, between the regular season and the postseason. So, I to me, Travis, this is this is gonna be a good one. But I do think everyone's talking about Jokic, Murray, Butler, maybe even Bam. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be the role players that are gonna make the difference in this. Yeah, it always seems like that's you know, the difference. Michael Porter Jr. Can he have a good game for Denver? Yep. Uh, Caldwell Pope and yeah, 
and, and Aaron Gordon. And on the other side, you know, as we said, Caleb Martin, is he mm-hmm. going to, you know, can Kevin Love have a good defensive game? I'm not saying expect a lot of offensively, but can he kind of help out where needed against Jokic? Because Jokic likes to sit on that three-point line. That's not somewhere I think you want Bam a whole no. lot out there. So if him and Love can kind of switch up a little bit, that may help the Heat. Yeah, and yeah, it's really going to see if they can uh, slow down uh, the uh, Joker and can keep these uh, role players in a check. And also uh, mentioned the other day, but the, the Nuggets are unbeaten at home this playoffs. Mm-hmm. They're 8-0 there they're at home, and uh, they're the fifth team over the last 10 postseasons to enter the finals undefeated at home, joining the 22 Warriors, 2017 Warriors, 2016 Cavs, and 2014 Heat. Under the current playoff format since 1984, only four teams went undefeated at home for an entire postseason. That was the 17 Warriors, the 96 Bulls, 87 Lakers, and 86 Celtics there. So I always talk about that altitude making a difference potentially. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll see. I saw that. Yeah, I did pull this stat of the comparisons of the elevation difference. Uh, Denver is 5,276 feet above sea level. Miami is 6.6 feet above sea level. That's a big difference, Travis. <laughs> I love that. Here's here's another thing for in the last 40 years, the Nuggets are the 11th team to make their first final appearance. Four of the previous 10 have won. So odds are not with them to win. But they're currently the third largest finals favorite in the last 20 seasons. They are minus 380 to win the series. The only two larger favorites, both won in sweeps. That's the 2018 Warriors, who are minus 1,075 versus Cleveland. And the 07 Spurs, which were minus 450 against Cleveland. Yeah, and uh, that point spread has uh, gone larger for tonight's game. Nine-point favorites are the Nuggets in the game tonight. So uh, before we get out of here, who you got? For the game or the series? For the series. For the series, I got Denver. I really want to pick Miami. I want to see the first eight seed win it to prove that just getting in, you can win. Um, I love the underdog story. Playoff Jimmy is amazing. But I just don't think they're going to have the defense to slow down Jokic and Murray. Jokic is a different player, and he's playing angry, mm-hmm. which we haven't seen ever in his career. Yeah. I think it really hurt him he didn't win that MVP. I don't think it's a question of if Denver is going to win. It's how many games are they going to win it in. So how many games? I'll give it six. Six? I'll give Ooh. it six. I'll give it five. Denver and five. I almost want to pick a sweep. I can't cut out cut out the heat because everyone has said they weren't going to get to this far, and they have. And no one picked them. We didn't pick them to win against Boston on Monday. So I, I'm foolish for picking against the heat right now, so I'm at least going to give them six games. As long as the Nuggets are healthy, uh, I think they'll be uh, fine in five games. The only reason the Bucks lost was because Giannis missed two games, and uh, the only reason they lost on Monday is because Jason Tatum got hurt on the very first possession of the game, and it changed the whole story for the Celtics. But uh, we'll see what happens. And, again, who do I cheer for here? Don't like South Beach fans and don't like the Nuggets owner. Uh, but uh, I'm going to go Nuggets, and I'm going to go Nuggets in a five. My hatred for the fan base of the region, South Florida, might outweigh uh, 
the other factors. But I'm sure a lot more NBA Finals uh, talk will happen on uh, Fitz A and Harry. That's coming up next and uh, later on tonight right here on uh, this uh, station. You can hear Game 1 of the uh, NBA Finals. So tune in tonight. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Back in uh, the starting lineup. Welcome back in to the podcast of the uh, starting lineup. Going to overtime. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, still here with you. We still got some uh, random news and uh, notes to uh, get to, as well as there was a big day yesterday for the Illini uh, basketball team, but there are also some uh, football news that uh, came out with the uh, schedule and the uh, start times for two of the first three games. There, still waiting on Kansas and Big 12 to decide that week two game against the Jayhawks. But mm. we do know the start time for a Toledo and a Penn State game, and so those are two exciting times to uh, look forward to in the uh, fall. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into that and whatever else we can get to in the pod. Yep, and uh, got some day in sports history and uh, possible little NASCAR news. And uh, we'll get to those things in a little bit. But is there anything on sports there that you want to do, hit up on? Uh, yeah, let's take a look here. The Houston Rockets are preparing to hire three new assistant coaches away from Boston Celtics. Boston Globe reports that first-year head coach Aimi Uduka is expected to add former assistants Aaron Miles, Mike Moser, and Ben Sullivan off to his current staff in Houston. All three worked for him when he led the Celtics to an NBA Finals back just last year. The Jets are dealing with injuries to a couple of their star offensive players. Quarterback Aaron Rodgers is nursing a calf injury. Running back Bryce Hall is rehabbing his surgically repaired knee. Rodgers spent most of Wednesday's practice throwing on the side and coaching up teammates, while Hall was also present for practice on a side field. The star signal caller strained his right calf last week, but is expected to return by next week. A veteran player on the Packers says the team is in a rebuild. David Bacardi told the media, quote, It's disrespectful to say you're not rebuilding off a Hall of Fame quarterback. It was disrespectful to say you weren't rebuilding off Brett Favre when you moved on to Aaron. The left tackle reiterated that a rebuild doesn't mean the team will have a losing season. He referenced the Seahawks last season after moving on from Russell Wilson. With Geno Smith under center, Seattle finished 9-8 and and lost to the 49ers in the wildcard round. Hmm. One of the top basketball recruits for the class of 2023 has taken his talents to the G League. Number two prospect Ron Holland has announced that he will play for the G League Ignite next season. Holland had decommitted from Texas in April and was recently released from his letter of intent. Holland said the G League will help him reach his, quote, potential as a basketball player while preparing him for the NBA, end quote. The six-foot-eight forward will join players such as Jalen Green and Scoot Henderson, who have taken the G League route out of high school. And that's uh, Sports Center. 
And that's your sports center. I hate the G League. The G League, yeah. I hate. That's what some people choose to go that route. Yep. Uh, also, just a couple news and notes here on the side. Uh, the Celtics coach, uh, Missoula, will return as coach of the Celtics. Tom Brady says he's certain that he is not playing again. Uh, and Messi's coach says he's going to leave PSG after just two years. So Messi, once again, is a free agent. Mm-hmm. Yep. Could be headed to uh, MLS. Yes. Inter Milan. When or Inter not, Miami. Sorry. Yeah, when, he, when he's not the player he once was. Yeah, yeah. It's still a name, I guess, I mean, for the MLS. Hey, it's kinda... David Beckham did it at the end of his career. Exactly. So. Yeah. And I just love how uh, we still have to reiterate that Tom Brady uh, plans on not playing again. Uh, he was asked by uh, – or he told that to Sports Illustrated in response to a question about that fans and media who continue to come up with scenarios where he might return to the field. He said, I'm certain I'm not playing again. So I've tried to make that clear, and I hate to continue to profess that because I've already told people that lots of times. So we still are trying to find scenarios and ways so Brady could come back to the field, especially now he's in with the uh, Raiders organization with the uh, minority ownership stake there. But uh, Fitz already explained to you yesterday, if you listen to Fitz and Harry, about mm. the scenarios of him going to the field. And it would uh, he'd have to get approved since he's a minority owner, conflict of interest, and he would have to get approvement by the owner's. Right. To come to play, to return and to no play. no one's going to approve that. No. Not, not as many as it would need to. Right. To uh, cause that for him to return to play. Uh, all right. So we'll keep on to the uh, football trend. And we started off the show talking about the uh, basketball news for the Illini. Uh, but also it was uh, an exciting day for uh, just the uh, – there in Champaign in general, as it was announced, uh, two of the three first games uh, were uh, announced for the football schedule for the upcoming year. And September 2nd, opening day, has turned into opening night. That's right. 6.30 kickoff against uh, Toledo, the first game of the season. So mm. how about that? Under the lights there at Memorial Stadium. Going to be tailgating all day for Toledo. They're not ready. The Rockets aren't ready for that uh, ready. atmosphere. And I would expect that that could lead to a better attended game uh, due to, I mean, I remember that one week zero game against Nebraska. It was hot. It was like 100 degrees or something. But people might come out at 630. Maybe. It's not so hot. So, and also it was announced on the uh, September 16th game, the uh, Big Ten opener, their Memorial Stadium against uh, Penn State. Uh, that's going to be on Fox, and it's going to get the uh, Fox National crew as they're going to come to uh, Champaign as it's the uh, big noon kickoff there for Fox for the uh, Big Ten opener there with Penn State. Well, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, we can't get college game day, but we get the big noon High noon Saturday, whatever they call it. Big noon Saturday. Uh, I love the fact we're celebrating it. And we're like, I, I, we don't even know what it's called. But <laughs> I think it is big noon Saturday kick. I, I don't know. I got the high. I, I got the high noon kick, and then that's that's not right. That's a seltzer. Oh, you would know that. I would not. 
I I just like I'm excited, but at the same time, it's also like, come on, Illinois, let's let's do it this year. And uh, by the way, I already looked for scheduling purposes. Uh, the Cardinals have a game that same night. Of course they do. On September second. Of course they do. <laughs> and uh, I also saw on the uh, Big Twelve schedule that. Uh, the uh, pending date with Kansas is either September 8th or 9th. So it could end up being a, a Friday. Outstanding. I don't think it's going to happen, but that's out of the Illinois' hands. That's that's the Big 12. Sure. <laughs> we can't do anything about that, Eric. <laughs> we could do something about the Friday game against Nebraska, but that's our own doing. That's our own scheduling. but. <sighs> Why do they hate this me, is, Travis? <laughs> this is out of our hands. <laughs> they just like to like make to your mess life. with me, and I don't like it. <laughs> make your life difficult. <laughs> now I got to upset a fan base. Yeah, somewhere. <laughs> Gosh darn. Uh, but maybe October sixth, the Cardinals could turn it around, and or they could miss the playoffs entirely. So, yeah, we shall see. We shall see down the road. Uh, but uh, we don't know the uh, start time for that Kansas game or the uh, FAU game, uh, the first four games of the season. Uh, the uh, Purdue game is either going to be uh, 2.30 or it could be a 6.30 uh, there. Mm. Still waiting on time or network for that. But And, of course... Big Noon Kickoff crew will be in Champaign, but you can hear it here uh, or over there on 98.9 for yes. all Illini athletics, football, and basketball related. All right, so uh, what was this NASCAR? What's this NASCAR news? Oh, it's very simple. Very, very easy NASCAR news. First of all, if you're looking for something to do this weekend, head over towards St. Louis, just the dirt tracks around the area. Uh, Wayne City, which is not that far away from here, uh, Chase Briscoe is going to be racing there on, on the dirt tracks. Uh, hmm. and, and a lot of other big-name people are going to be at the dirt tracks around St. Louis this weekend because uh, that's where the cup race is. So uh, go support your local local track. But besides that, speaking of Chase Briscoe, he got hit, Travis, with an unprecedented penalty uh, that had an illegal part uh, on a, the wing of his car. His crew chief was suspended for six weeks. $250,000 fine and 150 points plus a 25-point playoff uh, reduction as well. Wow. And the team already said, it was our mistake. We will not be appealing it. So that penalty will stick. And so obviously in a ginormous hole is Chase Briscoe if he wants to make the playoffs. Yeah. Wow. That's it. It wasn't much. Stiff penalty. Very much so. Hmm. I mean, it's not a suspension or anything. No, but still a lot of points. Very much so. All right, so uh, let's get to the this day in sports history. All righty, this day in sports history on today's date, back in Travis 1925, Lou Gehrig pinch hit for the Yankees and flied out to left field. The next day, he starts over Wally Pip, who had a headache giving him two straight games played for the Yankees. No one knew it at the time, but these two games started his remarkable 2,130 consecutive games played streak, which stood for nearly 60 years as the longest in MLB history. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine me and Wally Pip 
I mean, like, hey, I just got a headache. I can't play today. And then never probably getting yeah. to start again as a Yankee. Right. Like, that's the last time I'm asking <laughs> for a day off for a headache. Yeah. Uh, on June 1st, 1994, Indiana's Reggie Miller scored 25 points in the fourth quarter and taunts Nick Van Spike Lee with the infamous choke gesture in Game 5 of the Eastern Conference uh, Finals. Pacers trailed by 12 points, entering the fourth quarter, and outscored the Knicks 35-16 to win 93-86. Miller drilled an NBA playoff record five three-pointers in the fourth quarter. Hmm. June 1st, 1997, Michael Jordan hit a buzzer beater over the Jazz in Game 1 of the NBA Finals. So, Game 1, not one we usually think of for Jordan buzzer beaters, but he did against the Jazz in 97 for Game yeah. 1. And on this day back in 2012, Johan Santana threw a no-hitter, the first in Mets franchise history, getting help from a missed call on a fair ball and an excellent defensive catch in left field by Mike Baxter. After this no-hitter, the Padres became the only MLB franchise without a no-hitter. Mm. I still don't have one, I don't think. I can't think of a Padres Who pitcher. Padres? Who's gotten a no-hitter since 2012? Mm. I can't think of any either. So, well, there you go. Uh, did Joe Musgrove? Yeah, Joe Musgrove oh, got he? that. Yeah. Okay, so now every team has gotten a no hitter. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That is uh, your sports center or your this day in sports history. And we'll have tomorrow. We'll have the weekend sports mm-hmm. history. So. And say it was 2019, I want to say. Okay. okay. So, yeah, they have since then. So, yeah, now every team has had a no-hitter. Yeah. No one can feel left out now. There you go. I thought I thought after I said it that Musgrove got it, and sure enough, there was. But yeah. was that, like, the last, I was say, yeah. was that the, like the last no-hitter? No, because we had in 2021 we had the stretch of like all those. No that hitters. was a part of the. That was in 2021. Was yeah. I mean, we've had combined no hitters. I think since then. The most recent major league no hitter was 2022. Reed Detmers. Okay. For the Angels. Yep. I know we've had combined no hitters. We had a combined no hitter in the World Series, if you remember. We did, yeah. With the Astros no hitting the Phillies. That's right. But. As far as a single pitcher, you just don't have pitchers going nine innings anymore. I think that's part of the issue. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, all those no-hitters and perfect games and stuff like that, all those records are never going to be surpassed. And I don't think the strikeout records will be surpassed because if guys are pitching five innings, they're not going to get high strikeout totals. No. Which is sad, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's been a while. So, but you know, at least it's a regular season, anyways. Right. It's been a whole year. Hmm. So, all right. There you go. Did we get to everything? Uh, everything I had. Let's see, everything, uh, everything I had as well i think so i think that was uh i think that'll do it so we'll be back for you on your uh, friday gear set for the weekend we'll recap the nba finals on game one 
and take a look at Major League Baseball for the weekend as well. So we'll talk to you then in Stanley Cup preview since it starts on Saturday. So we'll be talking about that on a Friday. Thanks for listening and thanks for downloading. Till then, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace out.